0: Hey everybody, Matt here from Frank Mobile and the theme of, of today's show and it's episode actually number one is nothing more than just talking to good people about doing good business. I've got a great friend of mine here, a guy by the name of Chris Barradale, which I'll let him do more of the introduction, but we just want to talk to Chris about literally doing some good business. So Chris uh, who are you? What do you do,
1: mate? First and foremost, congratulations,
0: podcast number one. Thanks, man. What well, we one, actually man. have to tell everybody is that this is actually the second time, <laughs> the second round of this first podcast, because the first one, Nick, our audio <laughs> producer, didn't turn it on properly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, man, tell us tell us what you get up to. I know you're you're a man of many things. Yeah. But specifically, I'd like to go probably deep on, on your men's natural skincare yep. range and, and some of the origin stories, what you're seeing in the industry yep. and where potentially the future of the, the game might yeah, be. Yeah, well, up.
1: so Noke is the, um, the men's skincare range that I have. Um, you know, we're still a, we're a very small business. We're still in what I like to call startup phase, even though it's been around for two years. Um, but yeah, the, um, the idea kind of came from, it stemmed from a few different things. Like, I've always liked business. I've always liked startups. Um, I had bad skin, that traditional story, but where it sort of boiled down to a little bit more was I wanted to create a, a product for, um, like a deodorizing product for my feet. So when I went snowboarding or when I went, you know, walking around in, um, sports shoes, I wanted a deodorizing product for my feet. Um, is there a female thing like that for feet? Not sure. Probably mm. there's there's something for everything mm. now, um, but then as I was launching it, I realised that I couldn't launch a a just a, a single product that was built around feet and salad online. Um, so, which stemmed me to like, okay, well, what do I need to launch in order to build brand credibility first and that is a product that people are buying and that was your face care stuff. Um, so, then I went on this exploration of developing a, or looking at, you know, what's in the industry for men's skincare and finding out that, A, there was a whole lot of, you know, red tape and corporate jargon that just didn't make sense because they were replicating it off how females use their skincare. And also B, they were like full of all these chemicals which you couldn't explain the names of. Like you couldn't, if you had it in front of you, you couldn't read the name of what it was. And it's like, you're putting this stuff on your face, Um, you know, and, and I just wasn't comfortable with that. So what I wanted to do was create a really natural skincare that you could read all the ingredients. It was, you know, it comes down to being simple, effective and environmentally friendly. Um, and they were sort of my three checkpoints that I, I worked with. Um, and along that road, I realized that, you know, I can do this, but the ingredients contain palm oil. And I don't know if you know about palm oil, but, you know, deforestation in palm oil is crazy. Hold on, what, what is palm oil? So, palm oil is one of the most used ingredients or, or plants, not only in skincare, but what we eat as well. Um, so it, it's um, palm oil in itself. is fantastic. It's amazing. It does everything. It's this like multi-use product that you can put in anything. Like a pro- like a binding
0: agent or yeah, no? It,
1: it it can literally be broken into so many different things: a binding agent, an active ingredient, um, a thickener, an additive. Um, they even um, turn it into preservatives. So everything. Uh, yeah, so a like food. Yeah. You use palm
0: oil for like thickening, but also preservers that need to yeah. keep to keep.
1: shelf-stable And also to hold um, flavors, enhancers and things like that, like chips, like they're deep fried in that. So it may not even be listed as palm oil and a lot of the time it's not listed as palm oil, but they've deep fried it in palm oil. And like, so it's it's such a great product, however, it's all um, um, growing overseas in Asia, so regulation on that is terrible. If you look at the statistics in Asia alone, I think it's something like, don't quote me on this, but 300 football fields, 300 football fields of forest, so good forest, gets destroyed every day. Every day? Yeah, for palm oil plantations. Holy... Yeah. So that's what I was just like, this is fucked and it, you, can, you can, if you watch... 300 football fields yeah. a day. Farm destroyed. like destroyed Good for forest. them to
0: put palm oil on yeah. top of and mm-hmm. then is grown, yeah. cut down, and put into a lot of yeah. probably core
1: products that we all use today. Yeah, wow. And not and you if you if you read an in ingredients list, which I'm sure you do. You've never seen palm oil, no, never. because it's disguised. I didn't know what it was. Yeah, it's always disguised as something else because they morph it into so many different things. But it stems from this palm plant. Problem with it, like you know, the deforestation in itself is terrible, but it's you know that is having like one of the biggest environmentally environmental impacts on our. Um, well, our carbon, and our, carbon well, our carbon emissions. emissions area. It's but it's ridiculous. also killing all the animals. But nothing grows. Nothing lives in palm oil plantations because it's just palm oil. Like it's not food for animals. It's it's nothing. And it's not like you know you you pick the palm oils. You, you they destroy the trees yeah. and then they regrow it. Yeah. So if you look at satellite images from all of these Asian countries, it's like wow, like it's disturbing. Like literally, like eighty percent of their forests are gone, and it's just like. Rose of palm oil disturbing is a really good word yeah it just doesn't look natural what I've found
0: in any time I start um, getting a little bit educated on products industries or anything particularly from an environmental point of view when you start looking under the covers it's actually quite hard not to to get quite fearful in your yeah. mindset because you realize how big an issue yeah. is and how how hard it might seem just for one person or one industry to try and start making a difference. Yeah.
1: And that's it. And, you know, I still use palm oil. Like, I'm not this palm oil, like, no advocate because it's almost impossible not to use palm oil. And it's like, you know, I also have meat-free Mondays and, you know, people will be like, well, you can't, you know, you're, you're not a vegan, you're still eating meat but I'm doing a little bit better than I was yesterday. And if I keep doing a little bit better than I was yesterday, habits start to change and you know, I've changed my skincare, my face care to palm oil-free and now I buy a palm oil-free body wash. So it's slowly, slowly you add new ingredients and you get accustomed to that new lifestyle. And then you know, the next thing to look at is, you know, okay, what foods contain palm oil? And what if I if I'm buying this every week that has palm oil? What can I substitute it with? And you just do one thing at a time. And it's like you know, you, you, if you if you have a hundred things on your plate, and you improve, you know, each thing by one percent over the course of that, you've made a hundred percent improvement in your life. It's just doing, simply by substituting exactly, and, not eliminating, actually yeah, substituting and becoming accustomed to that to that new buying pattern as well. Um, So when just that's really good insight and one that I definitely didn't know of when so
0: with a Noke and how all this ties back in did when you first like you mentioned before that you would look at the the ingredients that would be on the back of a label of cosmetics product.
1: Had you always had that interest or where did that come from that it it, it stems (laughs) from like what you put in your mouth internal so like you know when you're when you go into the gym and you're on a diet plan you look at. You know, protein bars, and you 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 measure up carbs um, versus protein um, versus fats, and then you know from that you're like, okay, well, if this has got this, you know, this tastes really sweet, but it's got no sugar. So you're like, what's the ingredients? And you're like, oh, it's you know, stevia or you know, even worse, I an love alcohol, stevia, and an alcohol <laughs> sugar. And then you know, that's all well and good sometimes. Like, stevia is okay, but and then you got all these alcohol sugars, and then I know that now. I'm like my body gets upset with certain alcohol sugars so I'm like well if I'm if I'm conscious of what I'm putting in my mouth I should also be conscious of what I'm putting on my body Um, because the next thing was the deodorants contain aluminium the aluminium is such a small particle that it gets absorbed into your bloodstream. So it was just like like everything is, you know, affecting us in some way uh, or another. So it's about, you know, a process of eliminating of, you know, what you put into your body and what you put on your body and just trying to figure out how you can tweak little things here and there to be, a, a, you know, a healthier, better human all around. I remember the first time you told me about the aluminium thing. Mm-hmm. and I was
0: like... Bullshit! Aluminium—that's—it's a metal. How can yeah. it, How does this go into? How your does body? it absorb into a clear material? It, that didn't make sense to me. But yeah. then again, being now more educated from yourself and into what's going into this, year, you can't help but look at everything. And as soon, you see it on every single, almost every single uh, big chain cosmetics brand, yeah. There's aluminium yeah. in there. And you don't actually realise until you start reading the fine print, which yeah. again, blew my mind. Similar thing, natural, holistic lifestyle, but it's very hard to eliminate all yeah. this junk coming into your body. Yeah. Wow. So when, after that point, so you started, you got an oak off the ground, you decided to make the, the product itself as natural as possible, palm oil free. Yeah. When an oak is today what's some of the learnings in those early days I'm trying to because I imagine what are some of the learnings in the early days because what I can imagine is the cost of natural products in the early stages of startup getting something going it's going to be higher going natural as opposed to aluminium or palm oil how have you found that balance in getting to where you are now
1: well when I created the product the, the cost of that product wasn't on, on my mind I was like well I'm I'm putting this stuff on my face, and it's to serve a purpose. Um, I need it to be the best product possible. Um, so when I first launched it, like you know, the the cost of the cost of goods was through the roof. But I didn't care because I trusted it. I trusted the ingredients that I was putting on my face. I trusted the manufacturer, who was a local manufacturer in Sydney. They're all about palm oil free. They're all about plant based and natural. So you know, I needed to build that trust with the brand. So the cost of the product was not important to me what my biggest hurdle was is that I have a product but now I have an industry I have an industry of men who on a whole I think it was like between the ages of 25 and 45 only 38 percent of that you know group of men bought a skincare product 38 percent yeah out of that group but the interesting thing is out of that 38 percent more than 50% of them wore deodorant so then when you oh, wow. when you break it down okay now we've got you know we 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 dropped that down to 15% of that 38% and then you know out of that 15% only 5% bought men's skincare for their face and then probably only 1% bought online and probably <laughs> so so now i realize that i was like in a those, niche niche talk about market about segment niche which it doesn't seem like a niche because you know you have a skincare brand but it's glorified by female skincare brands who are uh, uh, Bahamas because you know females just buy skincare Bahamas or Mammoths or Behemoths (laughs) 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 Behemoths We have a word Bahamas Yeah so it was about you know this female's um, industry being so big but the male industry being like minute it was so small it was tiny so then I was like okay well I need to first find my minimum viable audience, the people who are actually looking for my product. So, you know, put it out there on Google and and put it out there on Facebook and create your Instagram pages and all this. And then, you know, quickly coming to the realization that this this audience is too small to build a business on. So then you, you kind of switch your mindset into, let's not try to convert people, let's try to convince them. And it, it's still a process, mm. and the men's skincare industry in Australia is growing. Mm. It's significantly growing, um, but it's you know it's changing patterns, changing buying behaviours, um, and and you know with more businesses or more competitors coming into the market, it's trying to steal back what you've lost as well, yeah. and trying to steal some of theirs. Yeah. So it's a, it's an interesting ball game of you know where where do you go? Where do you think the growth is coming from? Is it
0: because I have noticed a lot of bigger brands now coming into yeah. like the well-established legacy yeah. brands Swiss yeah, yeah. your L'Oreal's, but obviously your yeah. female base. but is that growth being driven by bigger organisations seeing consumer demand around having a more natural based product and well those big their you
1: know a lot of them aren't natural a lot of yeah. them um, a lot of them aren't even plant I mean palm oil free Suken's not even palm oil free and that's one of the biggest ones out there at the moment um it's the competition is good because it's it's driving awareness to men needing skincare. So then now I've got a, a bigger audience who know that, you know, maybe I should use skincare. So now it's about educating them on um skincare manufacturing practices to hopefully, you know, find my Few men in that group who care about the environment, care about putting natural products on their face, um, and you know I like to think my products are super simple, simpler than a lot of the other brands who have ten different products. I have four, and you use them in one, two, three, four steps. So it's yeah, I, I don't mind the competition because it's bringing up the industry as a whole. What's something you're really proud of with an oak? whether it be people, planet, guaranteed. Yeah, it's being um, palm oil free. And you know, it's it's a small business. All the all the ingredients are from local suppliers. My um, manufacturer is a local company. I use I try to use local everything for everything. Yeah. So it's about keeping it Australian base um, and going back to the core fundamentals of simple, um, effective, and ethical. Yeah. Yeah. What if
0: I was looking to buy a skincare, not having come into the game at all, and not understanding, yep. not understanding the how not as understand the ingredients list that's going into some of these products first time user what would you be advising people to do before buying that first product and using that first product
1: well with skincare and having you know billions of people in the world you, you can't make something that everyone's going to like and if the people who like it excellent they'll love it The people who don't like it, fantastic. You've also got an audience of people who could be allergic because it's, I've got nut products in there. So it could be allergic to some of the oils because, you know, macadamia nuts and avocados. um, I've got a natural products in there. So you can be allergic. So, do your research first, and you should be like you would putting food in your in your mouth. You should be also doing your research on what you put on your face. Mm. So first and foremost, do your research um, and make sure um, you know you go in there with a, a why. Well, why am I wanting to buy skincare? What's the what's the idea? here? Is it for? You know, anti aging to remove blackheads to clear redness on the face, uh, or are you just doing it because people think that you should be using skincare? Um, so, you know, go in there, educate know your why, and then find the product that, mm. that fits that. I know we're a little bit short on time and I wasn't gonna ask this question, but it's just popped in my
0: mind because how important it is. You You're saying that you're actually putting on your face. It's mm. a delicate part of, of the human body. How have you gone about building trust, which I imagine is such a key thing for your business? How have you gone about building trust in your community?
1: Having a good product. And getting reviews getting feedback Mm. that's it simple as that easy cool man well appreciate the time
0: i truly believe that with education becomes power and the more we can do have conversations like this the more we can be exposed to different industries and understand what's going in behind the scenes the more education and power that can become i love what you're doing i think waking up with a mission that's above just trying to make money but actually do something for yourself is, is really cool and I'll take my hat off to you that you've got it to this point. And until next time, everybody. Unless Chris, are you got anything else to share? Yeah, we'll, uh, if you want uh, any skincare, yeah, of course. Get onto the shameless name. plug. If you're looking <laughs> for the best skincare, I personally use it. It's got a charcoal base, so it actually looks pretty cool when you when you're putting it on. My my missus, she actually probably even uses it more than me, so it's quite. Um, both uh how would you say it? male and female yep. friendly so if you're looking for a really good skincare i'll definitely recommend check out a enoke, anoke.com.au yep and until next time everybody have a good day